and we're back after a two-week hiatus from the podcast. Thursday night football tonight, great matchup. Um, we have the Saints. We got the Saints tonight. We're gonna see what Jameis Winston's got. We got the Saints going up against the Cardinals. Tyler Murray. Uh, things aren't too great there in Arizona. We're gonna get into my predictions for this week. Where I was right, where I was wrong. I was wrong quite a bit. Uh, Two-week hiatus, but we're back. And where is Odell going to go? No one knows. Uh, Chiefs have cleared up 3 point um, some million in cap space. I think it was 3.5, 3.50 in cap space. So we're going to see where he goes um, because I think the Chiefs could benefit from Odell. Now there's been speculation he's going to go to the Bills. The Bills are interested in him. There's been speculation he's going to go back to the Rams. That's where he wants to be. But the Rams have kind of lowballed him and not really given him what he feels he's worth. I think he would benefit from potentially the Bills or the Chiefs. Not going back to the Rams. Rams have issues. He shouldn't want to go back to the Rams. Rams got bigger issues than just wide receiver. Matt, uh, Matthew Stafford's just been inconsistent this year. They're in that Super Bowl slump that we see a lot of teams get into. Where when you win the Super Bowl, you get a little complacent. You don't really have the same fire that you did the first year. The Rams are in that. A lot of people had the Rams going back to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. Everyone loved the Rams. But the Rams kind of got in their own way. So I don't think it'll be the Rams where he's going. I, I don't think that would be beneficial to him anyway. Right now, the Bills have one of the best overall all rosters, I would say, in the NFL. They got Josh Allen jumping over people. Uh, they got Stefan Diggs, that defense, Von Miller, uh, the coach. Everyone's clicking on all cylinders. That Chiefs-Bills game is exactly what the NFL wants in the future. The Chiefs and the Bills. That's what they want. You know, offensive-driven. Points scored one after the other. That is what the NFL has geared the rules towards. You can't hit the quarterbacks like you've been able to. There's been some atrocious roughing the passer calls. They're kind of overdoing it, in my opinion, in some of the calls that they're making. But that's another story to get into. But the Bills have overall the best roster. Now, the Chiefs have a little more explosiveness, I believe. With the Patrick Mahomes element and Travis Kelsey, I think Odell would do very well in each situation. If it was if it was up to me, I would choose between those two teams. I like the Chiefs over the slight edge. I do like the Bills. Don't get me wrong. I think he would benefit from going to the Bills. I'm kind of 50-50 here. But I think the Chiefs would give him that little extra edge. Now, it'll completely be up to Odell what he wants to do. He'll find the best situation if he feels LA is his best situation. You know, maybe he likes the opportunities of LA, and that's where he wants to be. Warm weather. He he's tired of this cold weather. You go to Kansas City, you go to Buffalo. You're playing in the cold weather. You're not you're not playing in the you know 80 degrees and beautiful stadium, SoFi Stadium culture there. Big stars. I could see him potentially going back to the Rams just for that. Uh, you know, lifestyle, but Odell would benefit way more from the Chiefs or the Bills. Now, the Packers have been rumored <laughs> as that you know, fourth team that's going to come in and try and make a push for Odell because the Packers just are decimated. They're decimated at wide receiver. Now, they could make a play for Chase Claypool because he's been rumored to be shopping around the league. The Steelers are shopping him. They're trying to maybe move on because they got pickings. Uh, they got they got some guys there that that are they're 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 set at receiver. They've always been set at receiver. The Steelers just draft well. 
But as far as Odell goes, it'll be very interesting to see where he takes his career. We still know that he can have elite moments. I don't know if he is a viable number one. I think he is a viable two. Now, in Kansas City, he would be a viable one. In Bills organizations, he would be a viable two. You know, you got Stephon Diggs there. So, and, and, you know, they got Juju there in KC, but he's not really the kind of player that's going to elevate Mahomes. Mahomes is still finding, you know, Travis Kelsey. Personally, I think the Broncos could use him because the Broncos are just, they are not what they've lived up to. They need some spark. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that, but. Odell's the big commodity, uh, the hot commodity, free agency-wise. Where he's going to go, we shall see. The Odell, Odell Beckham train is in full effect. You, he could be that deep route runner that Mahomes needs. Um, he would definitely get some catches there in Buffalo. But it'd be, be interesting to see. And uh, that's going to just throw us into our next story, kind of skyrocket us into what is wrong with the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Denver Broncos are on a bad trajectory, if you could even call it that. It is a mess there in Denver. They they don't know who they are. This team doesn't have an identity. Um, Russell Wilson is not living up to what he is. I, I genuinely believe the Denver Broncos have made a mistake with Russell Wilson and, and the coach. I think that Russell Wilson is not the same player. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think Denver can rally and make do with what Russell is because he's only got five TDs on the season. Three interceptions, 83.4 uh, passer rating, 1,400 yards, uh, 1,442 yards. Now, can he be worked with? Of course. It was a mistake to pay him. Okay, it was a mistake to pay him uh, that kind of money. So they've made a mistake there. It's Last year he had a 103.1 passer rating. Guy's been great throughout his career. He's He has not had this low a passer rating in his career. For his career, he averages about a 101 passer rating, 297 TDs and 90 interceptions, 38,501 yards. So the guy, he's an all-time great. But we have to set our expectations a little lower for what Russell Wilson is. Okay, he is not the Russell Wilson that was with the Seahawks last year. Now, this could be a little bit of a system issue because we do know Nathaniel Hackett is a mess right now. Uh, I believe if he loses this week, he will be gone. He's got to win this week. I think this week is it. If he loses this week, he's done. He's just done. They are not coming back and, um, you know, pulling themselves out of this this hole that they're in. So do I think that um, Russell Wilson is completely and utterly spent? No. Still a little, you know, his 30s, younger 30s. I don't think he's spent, but I think what they need to do is bring in an offensive coach, uh, you know, an offensive coach that necessarily isn't play calling, calling the plays on every play. Nathaniel Hackett is the head coach. This is why a lot of coaches, head coaches, they bring in an offensive coordinator. Got a defensive coordinator, an offensive coordinator. You bring them in, they focus on one side of the ball. Head coach is there checking on every side of the ball. That is the head coach's job. When you get a head coach that is trying to manage uh, the defense, while well, he's trying to really be involved in the offense, if, if you have a coach that's calling offensive plays, the other side of the ball is going to suffer. The other side of the ball, uh, the defensive side, is just going to go downhill. You can't, you can't have it work. And Nathaniel Hackett, what he's doing is he's trying to uh, control and 
manage and organize two sides of the ball, but he's really more into the offensive side. You can tell. He doesn't care about the defense. Whatever about the defense. The defense is playing very well there in Denver. Uh, So far, the offense is letting everyone down. Now, Jerry Judy, they have issues with some of their receivers. They're not exactly K.J. Hamler. Some of these guys, they haven't just gelled well with Russ. But I believe that is a lot of the system. And Russ is a different player right now. We all have to acknowledge that. This could be a big drop-off from Russ. So what you have to do in this situation is acknowledge that you messed up and paid him too much and try and find the solution. And by finding the solution, you will then unlock a new side of Russ. An older side and not as mobile, um, totally, you know, system quarterback passing under center. He's not in the shotgun as much. That's what they need him to do. They need to go back to that. Have him under center. Five-step drop back, get the ball out fast. Uh, Dump routes, little, you know, nickel and dime those teams down the field. Um, you you have a tendency with Russ to think he's going to go deep on every play, and that's what I originally thought watching him at the beginning of the year. You gotta you gotta give it to Russ, let him throw it fifty yards. Well, that's just not Russ's game anymore. And yes, I do blame the system. I believe the system that was put in place by Nathaniel Hackett is just not going to benefit Russ. So I think Nathaniel Hackett needs to go. But then also the next coach that comes in needs to know who Russ is. He is going to be a different quarterback. You just got to utilize him differently. It doesn't mean you can't win. You can win a lot of different ways in this league. A lot of different ways. So what I mean by that is, you know, Russ isn't the same kind of throw it deep. uh, All in all, go for a big pass place, big splash. This is what we're going to do. He's not that same player. So you have to have a heavy run game. Uh, Melvin Gordon needs to go. That guy doesn't need to touch the ball anymore. You need to cut that guy. You need to trade him, cut him, do whatever you need to do. And you need to give the ball off. Murray ran the ball really well for them. Heavy run game. Almost go a little bit of a Jimmy G style. Now, I know that's a weird comparison, but Jimmy G is effective in accuracy. The accuracy has gone for Russ right now. That's what I'm saying. The system's not working. You need to tailor that offense back. Heavy run game. Dump off routes. Get an offensive flow going. Once you get that run game established, it's going to open up down the field. You're going to make them safeties think, okay, Russ isn't throwing it deep anymore. we got to bring those guys up. You, know, you get that run game going, it changes everything. So you got to get the run game going. That's how you're going to benefit Russ. You can't just give the ball to Russ and make something happen. Those days are over. Run game, run game, run game. That is my opinion on it. You can't win the way Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Josh Allen win in this league. If you're just if you're Russell Wilson, he's not in their category anymore. I've even seen drop-offs from Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Those those three guys, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to have an easier time in this difficult time that he's in because he has always nickeled and dimed, heavy accuracy, heavy, you know, let's just get the ball out quick. He's he's done that his career. But Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson I see some issues. I see the age. I see some of the flaws. They're starting to creep in. Okay? Packers have blown a lot of games this year. And I think Matt LaFleur is going to be exposed a little bit. Now, I don't think he's going to be fired. Still a good coach. I I still believe in Matt LaFleur. But you're going to have to tailor these offenses uh, offenses differently for these guys. They are not the same. That is my whole point. Russ can win, the Broncos can win, the Packers can win, Aaron Rodgers, they can all win. Okay, they can win. You got 
to realize where your mistakes are and go back into the lane that you need to be in. These teams have gotten off on the wrong path to go in the wrong exit. Got to swerve back, fix the issue, get the offensive role, get the offenses rolling, I believe, get the run game established in both instances, and then play action rollouts. You're going to do way better, and you're not going to be forcing the ball. Get that out of your head. You're not going to chuck it 50 yards. Big plays out of the way. Run, get that work on the run game extremely well. Get that. Aaron Jones is a great running back for the Packers, Okay, and Murray ran the ball great for the Broncos. These teams are similar in how they need to tailor their offenses. Change it up. Change it up. And then and, you know, and then and then I'll, I think you'll see success. I think that um, these teams will get on the right course because it has been very disappointing uh, so far for the fan bases of these teams. It's just it's it's not working. Um, every little bit of it, it's not working. That's gonna kind of throw us into a team that's not working, and that's my Commanders because there's been a lot of speculation about Daniel Snyder, the owner. Jim Irsay has come out, and for the first time out of all the owners in all the NFL, Jim Irsay has come out, and I believe the time has come for Daniel Snyder to sell. None of the NFL's NFL owners excuse me, are happy. They are all ready to get this guy out. I'm ready for him to sell the team. It, 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 it's done. He's done. It, 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 pull the funding, do whatever you have to do, get him out of here. And Jim Mercer, to his credit, he's had issues in the past, so it's funny he's coming forward. Um, but he's the only one that's come out. He's made some statements. You know, I believe that there's merit to remove him as owner. I think it's something that uh, we have to review. We have to look at all the evidence, and we have to be thorough in going forward. But, um, you know, I think it's something that has to be given serious consideration. Um, it's got to happen. Not consideration. Um, this is the beginning of the end for Daniel Snyder. So he has been protected by the shield of the NFL. And he, Goodell has been asked, can you remove him? And Goodell simply said what he's said. Uh, I don't have the authority to do that because... People get this mistake, and they think Goodell has the power uh, to do anything. He works for these owners. Okay, It's no different than Adam Silver. Adam Silver you know, slapped the Phoenix Suns owner with a fine, you know, suspension for a year. But here's what the NBA knew when they did that. The pressure mounts. The sponsors mount. Um, the internet is a wildfire with this stuff. And when it takes off, there's no saving you. He was forced to sell, and Dan Snyder has been one of the most bad owners, terrible owners, hard-headed owners in the NFL. He has managed the team into the ground. He has done nothing beneficial. The commanders have lost funding. They've lost land. They're not building their stadium. Uh, the He has come out and openly now threatened the other 31 owners in the NFL, and he was protected by the shield, whether he admits it or not. He was protected by those owners. He's one of us. All these guys are billionaires. All right? He's one of us. You're not going to touch him. You know, forget the accusations. We're with Daniel Snyder. For years, that was it. You know, whatever. We protect our own. It's not like that anymore. Pressure. And you feel pressure in these situations. And Dan Snyder feels pressure. Because 
is he is getting pressure from the media now, and not just that, online. Social media, wildfire, people are talking, and he felt this pressure. So what does he do? He's hiring a private investigator. I'm going to go out and find dirt on 31 owners and the NFL and Goodell. When you do that, you're done. When that comes out, you're done. That guy, it's over. You can't do that. You can't do that to billionaires. These guys cut the checks, okay? They don't get paid. They're the ones paying. They're in charge. <laughs> they make stuff go away. All right? And you're not going to threaten 31 billionaires and blackmail your way out of this one. You're not. The, the, there's no winning for Daniel Snyder. It's over. He's you got to sell the team. It's done. Okay, you're gonna be blackballed out of winning, out of anything in the NFL. He's gonna run it into the ground until it's not even a team anymore. He renamed them. Even though I don't hate the name, I do believe there are other things, other ways you could have come came up with, other things you could have done. Um, he has gotten pushback on every front. You know, the football team, they can't focus. They're getting asked about it. Ron Rivera threw the quarterback under the bus. He he had a freak-out moment on the media after the game, and th things are just bad. He said he before his players can't focus with all these questions. The NFL has to vote. Bottom line, you got to vote. you got to vote him out. you got to force him to sell. He, he bought the team out. I think he spent probably three... Probably two some billion, probably three billion, buying the minority owners out. Uh, it's a five billion dollar franchise, maybe even more. The NFL is a club. <laughs> it's a privilege to be in it. It's not a right. You are you are scrutinized as an owner a lot. And for as bad, I will say this: for as bad of owner that you know, manipulative owner as Jerry Jones we've seen, and some of these owners, none have had these accusations. And they're not accusations. They've happened. There is evidence against him. There are emails. There are videos. He sexually, you know, has harassed people in his building. There's been sexual harassment for years. He's manipulated the money, um, taking more money when visiting teams come in. He has not been fair in that. Other owners catch on to this stuff. You know, they, they catch on to it. And the, the problem is, too, you've not had success as an owner, too. If you have success like Robert Kraft, um, you know, the Cowboys have had more success in ticket sales. A little more powerful, uh, you know, owners, even, you know, the Roonies, they've all won. There's leeway for those owners. They've won. They've brought money into the NFL. The Hunt family with the Chiefs, they've brought money into the NFL. Dan Snyder has disgraced the Shield and question the integrity of the game. And he has <laughs> literally run the worst operation in the NFL. Now, there are a lot of people, uh, the GM, Jason Wright, um, people that are there that were not part of this, and correcting the issues, trying to correct the issues that they've had. But you got to cut uh, you know, the head off of the snake. You have to. Or else it's just not going to work. All right, he's got to go. And I believe this is the beginning of the end. You've never seen an owner uh, publicly acknowledge it's time we address this issue with him and we have to take action. Jim Mersey said that. It's it it's going to springboard the conversation among the owners. They're going to come to a resolution very soon um, about what they need to do. 
and, you know, I can't blame them. This has been long overdue with the owners to get him out. So, be interesting to see what happens with that. We got predictions to get to. We got them to get to. We're, run, we're running a little behind today, but we got predictions to get to. So let's first go through the highs and the lows of the week. I mean, I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support my nano. That means you have to know the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. All right. We're going to start off today with my high of the week because I loved what I saw from the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen came in. Uh, dominated that Chiefs game. Dude can play. He hurdles over people. The Bills in general are my high of the week. They have just solidified what we've already known, (laughs) Um, that they are a top team. So I'm very excited uh, to see where the Bills go um, in their their franchise and this season. I think they are going to be in the AFC Championship game. Uh, I think they could be Super Bowl bound this year. Finally their year. All right, and my low of the week, because it's been kind of a bad week, and we're just going to stick with it. It's been Dan Snyder and my commanders. I've just been disappointed in them as a franchise, as an organization. It's really hard to root for the team. Um, Got to stay loyal, though. Uh, try and weather the storm. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, everything can be corrected with this issue, and we can just we can move on. We can move on and have a better uh, overall team, experience, new owner. Uh, let's get a new owner in there. All right, well, it's time for my Week 7 NFL predictions. Um, we got a lot of great games to get to. Uh, my overall record is not great. I didn't get to my predictions last week. Uh, my overall uh, record is just not great. 53-39. Uh, and Going to try and... Still above 500, but we're going to try and raise that even more. All right, starting off Week 7, because there's a lot of great games... We have the Saints versus the Cardinals tonight. Um, I have the uh, Saints pulling out the win, 21-13. I just think they're a little bit better team. Kyler Murray, uh, he's got to get on the right track. They're a mess right now, but I think they will. All right. I have the Ravens then beating the Browns, 31-14. Lamar Jackson's going to get back on track, not look to the greatest last couple weeks. Uh, but the Browns have looked worse. Uh, their only hope is Deshaun Watson. I don't think that's going to matter. I think the Browns have done what they've always done. Uh, they've screwed up, so they're, uh, that may not matter. But Ravens get the win, 31-14. Bucks versus Panthers. Uh, Panthers fired their coach. They're a, ma- they're a mess, uh, excuse me. Um, but Baker Mayfield, I don't know what his status is. Uh, they're not going to win this game. Bucks will win 24-10. Buccaneers lost to the Steelers, which was a Big shock. It was a big shock for a lot of people. Tom Brady chewed out his offensive line, which is, you know, he's earned the right to do, but he wasn't playing the best either. So, Bucks win 24-10. All right, Falcons at Bengals. Uh, I still have faith in Joe Burrow. Now, Marcus Mariota, that guy can play. I still got faith, though, in Joe Burrow. I'm going to go with the Bengals here. They get the win 17-13. I just like what the Bengals have just a little bit more. Eh, you know, so they're going to get the win here. All right, then I got the Lions at Cowboys. Dak is back. All right, the Cooper Rush experiment has ended. Uh, I think Cooper Rush isn't that bad. I think he's a good backup. But, of course, Dak's going to come back, and the pressure is on Dak. And the Lions got a lot of fight, all right? They got a lot of fight in them. So, you know, I, I this one's kind of up in the air, but I got to give the edge to the Cowboys, 31-14. 
they, they'll just battle back. They'll have a, that defense is crazy with Micah Parsons. They're going to have a great, um, you know, bounce back win from the Eagles. So I have the Cowboys win in 31 14. Giants at Jags, pretty easy. Giants win 13 10. A little bit closer game. It's going to be a little bit more of a fight, you know. But the Giants have Shake, uh, Saquon Barkley. They got Daniel Jones. They've been clicking. Uh, that you know, head coach is really coaching them well, uh, Brian Dable. So he's come in there and changed the culture. So I, I got the Giants winning that game 13-10. Packers at Commanders. I'm done picking the Commanders. <laughs> I'm just done. Packers will win the game 21-17. Even though they've not looked right, my team is just a mess. Hopefully we get Chase Young back. And, you know, can kind of turn that defensive round uh, around. Jack Del Rio can get them going. Uh, but but I got the Packers pulling out the win 21-17. Colts at Titans. That's, you know, Titans look good. They've looked good. Uh, Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. All right? But the Colts are a tough team, too. But I got to give the edge to the Titans. 28-23, Titans win. All right, then we got the Texans at Raiders. I mean, Raiders haven't looked great, but Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, you know, I, I got them beating uh, beating the Texans because Texans, eh, they're the Texans. Raiders win 13-7. All right, uh, Jets versus Broncos. I got to give the win to the Jets here. Uh, 34-21. Broncos fans should want them to lose. So, you know, they fire Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, that guy's terrible. But I got the Jets winning just because Jets, Zach Wilson, that team, he's leading them. He's got a little swagger to him. Jets win 31-21. Broncos uh, continue to lose. Uh, Chiefs at 49ers. Chiefs win 41-21. They bounce back. Uh, the Chiefs are just on another level this year. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is having a bounce back year because he had a rough uh, year last year. It, it was just a rough year. A little bit of a slump. Chiefs win 41-21. All right, Chargers, Seahawks at Chargers, Chargers 38-17. I have them winning. Justin Herbert, it was a tough game for them last last week beating the Broncos, but I have them bouncing back and having a big win, 38-17. Uh, Stanley, head coach, up in the air, his job. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, Chargers win 38-17. All right, last two games of the week. Sunday night, we have the Steelers at Dolphins. Don't know if two will play. Haven't looked into it too much. If he does play, it's going to be a real close game. But I'm assuming he's not going to. I don't know. Uh, Steelers win 20-10. Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know who's the starting quarterback. I know I don't know a lot about that team. I know they need uh, TJ Watt back. He's that, that catalyst on that defense. But I have the Steelers winning 20-10. All right, Bears at Patriots. Patriots are going to win this game, 34-21. I don't know how it happened, but Bailey Zappi, I think, stole Mac Jones' job. <laughs> Bailey Zappi is playing out of this world right now. Uh, I, I think Bailey Zappi is going to shock a lot of people, and I think he's shocked the Patriots um, a little bit with how good he's been playing and leading that offense. I just think he's a little better than Mac Jones, honestly. I think Mac Jones has a ceiling. He hit his ceiling last year. This is what Mac Jones is, and I think they're going to go with the guy who has a little bit more surprise and a little bit more shock in his game. I just do. That team needs a little spark anyway, and Bailey Zappi has given it to them. I have them winning 34-21. Justin Fields and that Bears team, they got a lot to figure out. I don't know if Justin Fields is the guy. I don't. Hopefully he is, 
but they have a lot to figure out on that Bears team. But Bailey Zappi definitely has shocked a lot of people, and I have the Patriots uh, winning 34-21. That's my Week 7 predictions. Went through them a little quicker today just because we're uh, kind of running behind. Uh, but we got to get to a lot because the NBA's back. NBA's back in full swing. Lakers don't look good, as predicted. Patrick Beverly, I don't know what he's doing. He's jacking up threes. LeBron, of course, is going to break uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. Uh, we didn't talk a lot of NBA today, but we're going to definitely next week. Uh, I I personally love that the NBA is back. This is one of my favorite times in sports. You got the MLB playoffs. Uh, you know, the uh, the Astros definitely are looking good. They're facing the Yankees, and uh, I have the Astros. You know, kind of advancing over the Yankees, even though you know, the Yankees are good, but. All in all, I just got to say, NBA's back, favorite time of the year. We have so many sports to get to. It's so hard to watch them all. But, you know, you got to make time. Got to make time for it. Hopefully the commanders figure out all their issues so I can not talk about the dysfunction with them. Uh, Carson Wentz is going to be out. As we didn't talk about, Carson Wentz is going to be out four to six weeks. Taylor Heineke is reportedly going to start. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it's necessarily a bad thing. For them to just say, hey, let's see what we have with Sam Howell. Um, because, I mean, what's the, what's the harm? Sam Howell may be able to play. He's a rookie. Let's see what we got. Because all in all, I think if we don't have anything with him, we're definitely going to draft someone next year. You have to, right? I don't know. Kind of got to. I, mean, I, don't, I think Wince has hit his ceiling with us. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening uh, so much to the podcast. Um, thanks for the support. Uh, follow me on all my social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, leave a review, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, catch you guys next week.